0: Welcome back to the Go For Two podcast and welcome back to another review this time of week five. I'm Liam, your host, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Patrick. Patrick, mate, how are you doing after another uh, Eagles victory?
1: Yeah, very good. I thought the 9pm slate last night was absolutely fantastic, to be honest. All four games in that slate were, uh, I thought, were really good. I had some great storylines. last week. 6pm was a bit up and down. <laughs> to be honest, wasn't it? Overall, some, some yeah. blowouts, which you could see coming, something that you didn't see coming in terms of the score lines. But yeah, yeah, overall, a good
0: week, and I
1: wish it had slowed down. We've had five weeks already.
0: I know, it's mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad. And you're right, I listened to a pod earlier, and to be honest, it's a bit nostalgic pod for me, for anyone that listens to it, but um, I've been listening to the Bill Simmons podcast for years, and now I... Know more about the NFL. It's not the most intelligent podcast I listen to, but I still find I still find it quite fun. But what they were saying about the six p m slate or the whatever it was one p m slate for them is that it feels like you're watching at least ten bad quarterbacks every week, <laughs> which I think <laughs> so so the games are either really bad or really fun and chaosy because you're watching ten bad quarterbacks. And I looked through the six p m slates for weeks, one to five whilst I was listening, I thought, you know what? It's not a bad shout. And, and the other guy was almost just like, yeah, it's that. Or you're watching an offensive line that can't block anyone for more than a second. So the game's just disastrous. And I looked at the teams and I was like, yeah, that sums it up. But you are right. I think yesterday's probably the best 9 o'clock slate we've had. Maybe since week one. I think week one, 9 p.m. slate was was pretty nice. But yeah, yesterday was uh, was good. But you're right. Five weeks in, which is uh, which is crazy. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll review it all. our usual good, bad and surprising. Yeah. Um, I think I'll kick us off just because it fits the timeline uh, of the first game, really, that happened on Sunday. Uh, and I have a good, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-0, mate, in the uh, back-to-back London weeks, which is a hell of a kind of positive thing if you are one of these people that wants a London franchise or you're one of these people like me that thinks eventually every team will play one game abroad every single year. Um, because to go 2-0, it does show, and how well they play compared to the Bills does show for me. The difference in kind of coming over early, settling in, have a normal game week. And they just look like a normal NFL team on a Sunday. It didn't look like a team that were playing in London like it did for the Bills. Uh, and they win 25-20. I don't think the game was that close. I thought the Bills were quite lucky first half to not be down 20-24 points. Um, I just thought Jags looked really, really good on offense, ran the ball really well. Trevor Lawrence looked good. Calvin really looked really good. Um, so, yeah, my main takeaway is how good Jacksonville looked. And then a shame, because unfortunately... Uh, the Bills actually arrived later than most teams. They arrived Thursday evening, which is pretty late, uh, and they suffered probably two season-ending injuries, including to the, one of their best defenders in Matt Milano, after they lose Travis White last week. So, yeah, a bit of a disastrous trip to London for the Bills, but Jags go marching on in uh, 2-0 and in London.
1: Yeah, shocking for the Bills that we're losing uh, Matt Milano. But like you said, this is kind of all about the Jags, and it's not like, you know, when you said obviously they've gone 2-0 and- they looked prepared, and they did look like a real football team that was kind of just they had a full week of practice, no traveling. They beat two teams with winning records as well. It's not yeah. like, it's not like they beat the Broncos and you know whoever is it. It's they've got two teams who you know NFC South Falcons could be—they're going to hope to win that division, and the Bills are going to be able to be the number one seed of the AFC. So they, feel, they beat two great teams there. And thought yesterday, I mean, Lawrence was really, really impressive. The, the Jags were all round so much more impressive on offense this week than they were against the Falcons last. I thought ETN was incredible yesterday as well. So, like I said, Ridley, Christian Kirk as well. I mean, he was kind of much maligned, wasn't it, when they signed him? I know yeah. he overpaid, but actually, do you know what? It, it's really helped the development of Lawrence kind of having... Kind of like a mid level guy yeah they overpaid him a little bit but you know what he's better than a lot of other kind of teams had in the, you know they weren't in a position to draft someone so you know what they 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 built the roster quite well around him and i think games like yesterday showed so yeah yeah really really great for the great for the jags to go 2 and 0 and yeah it looks like they're going to be back for two games next year i've seen as well in london so whether, oh, the, wow. crowd, whether the crowd you know, the UK community um, Mm -hmm. reacts to that in a positive way, we'll see, but, you know, how can you not win? Although I did read, you tell me because you were there yesterday, but I did read it was very partisan for the Bills in the stadium.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think we heard a lot of reports didn't we last week that it feels like the Jags are truly, finally, kind of London's team, and it feels like that's the case against like 60, 70% of the teams, but yeah, not against the Bills. <laughs> it was such a Bills-heavy crowd. I would say the only reason the Jags were supported is because there were so many Jets fans there, and the Jets fans obviously want and Dolphins fans, and they're obviously cheering on the Bills to lose. I'd say if you didn't have Jets and Dolphins fans there, it'd be like 90-10 almost, with how many Bills fans were there in comparison to Jags. Um, and I think it's a bit false with the Jags, because some people just turn up and buy a jersey on the day. So I I do wonder often how many people have come to the game already as Jags fans if they just bought their kid uh, a Jags jersey because there's literally stalls and stalls of Jags gear around London yesterday um, that I saw. But yeah, it was definitely uh, a pro-bills crowd. (laughs) It is interesting that they're going to do two games again back to back. I know they love Spurs, and Spurs has got the right field for it. Although people were slipping, and obviously there were injuries yesterday, um, but it does feel like Wembley is just the Jags stadium to me. I know you know what I mean? I just I know that's not the case, but to me, it just feels like it's the stadium. And I wonder how close we're going to get to like Fulham getting a Jags game because who owns them? Do you know what I mean? And yeah, them yeah. trying to do do something different just because yeah, there's so many more Jags fans at the Wembley games because a lot of those people have had Wembley season tickets for years and years and years, and they've just become kind of london's team um yeah it was a fun game i I don't think we'll get two better teams You know, at the end of the year when you look at total wins for teams i don't mean you aren't high high on the jags um compared to others but i don't think we'll get many more wins combined than we've got out of these two teams well actually
1: you know you know what i was thinking about um the other day just randomly thinking about the london game before it played this is your two divisional losers from the afc last season you know this is yeah, this is probably one of the best games that we've ever had, isn't it? And it was a little bit. more I know everyone was excited because it was Josh Allen and the Bills coming over, but actually, you know, the Jags in their own right make that game another great game. They were there in the playoffs, weren't they? Won a playoff game, so it was. Yeah, as far as terms on paper go, that's that's one of the
0: best that you're
1: kind of going to get, isn't it? Lined up, especially including Jacksonville.
0: Yeah, and you, we we do talk about Chiefs and Eagles quite a lot on the pod for obvious reasons and ironically we're going to talk about them in a minute <laughs> but um, when I was looking at the Jags team I was looking at the offence being like I would love these players on my team <laughs> do you know what I mean like that wide, you're different because of who your two wide receivers are but for me I was looking at it being like "Oh, I would kill for this running back wide receiver call <laughs> on my team so it is quite a fun team because on the other end you've obviously got Stefan Diggs as well who's a great player and played well yesterday Josh Allen's had three or four incredible throws but unfortunately it was kind of when they were down down double digits, but yeah, it was a great win. Bills fall to three and two. I think some of that is on the travel. I think they the, the, they won't lose many more games this season, but it does make the AFC a little bit more interesting. They have a random loss to uh, to the Jags on their uh, on their schedule. But yeah, that? the last
1: thing on the Bills is um, they got the Giants. Coming this this week, and then the Patriots coming the week after. They are going to whack both of them
0: two teams for, for this London yes. trip. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, if I pick either of those teams against the Bills on the pod, you need to have a word with me live, uh, live on the <laughs> podcast because it's not great. Um, by the way, we drew this week as well. Um, again, so you're still winning by one point. We drew. Uh, we it's drew this week.
1: Game, it? So,
0: yeah. yeah, one of the games we'll talk about later was not close. Um, but yeah, I did the Jags in the good section. Hell of a win. Uh, good for them as well because the division is a little bit more settled as time goes on. Now it looks a bit crazy before this week, but the Jags do look probably like the best team in the uh, in their division again. Uh, who have you got for uh, for for a good this week? If we're going good
1: first, I'm going to
0: go straight in with
1: a bit of bias. I obviously don't do this, try not to do this too often, but I am going to put the Eagles in. <laughs> I was just, first half was a bit shaky, the second half was just perfect Eagles football. And that might sound a bit weird, actually, because the Eagles only scored two field goals in the second half, but there's so many points left on the board of just the control of the game in the second half was unbelievable. I can't imagine. I mean, I've been on the end, I've seen the Eagles have some terrible teams like over the years I've been supporting them, but I can't even imagine not being able to get off the field for basically the whole half of the second half because obviously it was 14 17 at half time. The Eagles obviously last great last drive, kind of like under a minute, got down the field and scored at the end of the first half. But in the second half, just the control in the run game was just unbelievable, to be honest. I mean, Aaron Donald got his ass kicked yesterday, and he looked absolutely knackered at the end of the game. There was like two like 16-play drives, and he was like on his hands and knees, and I thought, man, it's a tough day when Aaron Donald is on his hands and knees. But uh, So, yeah, it was pleasing overall. The secondary of the Eagles got torched in the first half, and I thought to myself, this is going to be a loss if the team doesn't make any kind of adjustments and they did in the second half the adjustments was controlling the game and offense but the, the secondary stepped up and kind of cup was running so many option routes that we were just giving in the same option of inside each time and it was like my god if you just change that a little bit we may get some joy so we changed that but going to the rams the rams also were great in the first half but yeah, they're missing a bit of talent in the second half. Just told they couldn't get off the field at all. So, all well, the all, five and oh pleasing game from the Eagles. The scoreline is far much closer than the uh, the game should have been in the end.
0: Yeah, like I said, just couldn't quite put the game to bed in it felt, it felt like in the second half. But yeah, the control was there. The tush push that we need to ban. Um, we need to ban is. Uh, getting all the first downs in that game as well. Every time I looked at Red Zone, because I watched <laughs> Red Zone on like a 30-second delay, so they didn't spoil the Chiefs game for me. And every time I looked over, I was like, Jalen Hurts was just getting mauled in a one-yard rush of some description. And I was like, <laughs> yeah.
1: Obviously, Aaron Donald was getting his ass kicked in those in those stanchions yesterday, mate. It was just unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy, uh, crazy play. There's a funny photo <laughs> going around of a Rams player on the wrong side of the uh, Scrum, as they call it, although Jordan Mylar said it is uh, actually discrimination against rugby to call what that is a scrum and saying how like unphysical it is compared to rugby. And I thought fair, play Can you stick to your roots, even though you're a million dollar left tackle. I, uh, yeah, more exactly. than a left tackle I thought that was quite fun. Um, but yeah, not much really more to add five and oh. Uh Rams, I thought it played okay, especially in the first half. Uh, I did find it funny. Most of my Eagles takes come from Jason Kelsey, me watching it, or from you, that when we talk on the podcast or on WhatsApp and uh, when you were talking about how worried you were about Cooper Cup and I was like, oh, I haven't checked the stats at all yet. And we're like, Chiefs obviously been about 10 minutes into the game, but you guys started half an hour earlier. So I looked and he had like five receptions for 90 yards, or 80 <laughs> yards in the first half. And I was just laughing because I was just like, oh my God, Patrick's going to be going absolutely mental at this stage. And I think the Rams have just gone up like 14, 10 maybe. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's definitely they were definitely winning. And I was like, oh my god, he's gonna go nuts if Cooper Cup ends with 180 yards and fourteen receptions. But like you said, second half, they uh quietened him down. And and if you are from a Rams perspective, it's nice to see Puka and Nakua still go off. And it just feels like, yeah, maybe two two Atwell and the tight ends might get less receptions, but Cooper Cup and Puka are gonna get a lot. And I think that offense I don't know. Maybe can they win one playoff game if they get there? Who knows? I think it can be that good, but I do think they're going to beat teams they shouldn't. So I think it's a pretty good win from the Eagles on the road. And uh, now Jason Kelsey has played in every NFL stadium as well because he'd never played in SoFi before. So yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, what I would say about the Rams is they're definitely the best team with a losing record in the NFL at the moment. So I'd expect them to reel off a couple of wins coming up on the, on the schedule. So yeah, good team, outside chance for the playoffs. Definitely, they'd be a tough out in the
0: playoffs. Yeah, I think they would, yeah. Especially if they get the right sort of defense, Yeah, which I don't think is yours. <laughs> I think, you know, one maybe has got one great pass rusher, not one that's got, like, a rotation of seven or eight. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a team. There's not really an NFC team. Almost like Lions. You know, Lions-Rams would be a fun playoff game because Aiden Hutchinson would eat, but I would feel like the offense could do enough to sp- just keep up with the Lions. So I'm going to call that now. In week five, I want a divisional, a wild card game of Lions-Rams. That's, that's,
1: that's
0: a what great game. game. That's what I want. That's what I want. Jared Goff revenge game. Is, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, is to... um, let's change gears now to bad. And I guess we end up talking about my two teams in one go. But I had a question for you after listening to a pod. If we were doing power rankings and we were starting at the other end, so we're starting at 32 and we're going yep. to 28. So we've got uh, 32, 31, 32, 29. So five teams who would be who are the worst five teams in the nfl and then we'll use that as a springboard to talk about a couple of the uh, a couple of the teams but who's your 32nd team would you say my 32nd team would have to,
1: um I, I think it's carolina obviously i know they've not got away there, there was a couple in my mind uh, i think i would go for carolina because they look incredibly inept on both sides of the ball I mean, they don't look like um, scaring the wind column at all which is it's a shame for Bryce Young I really like Bryce Young in college but uh, yeah I would go I'd have to go I'd have to go the Panthers
0: yeah I had the same and then I actually had the Patriots <laughs> at 31 with the Broncos at 30 and he's squ- Kind of issues with that or would you have it differently or have you got a different team in mind? Obviously not, Cardinals. I, you can't have issues because they they are
1: terrible, terrible, terrible teams. But what I would say is I want the New York Giants in there, mate, because I think they're also <laughs> abysmal. So twenty-eight is too good for the Giants, but the Patriots, I think they could be it, you could be right on the thirty first there. It's yeah, it's real, real bad times, isn't it? The Broncos it
0: also awful, but they can put some points up. Yeah, they can. Same as the Bears, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. It almost feels like the worst five teams in some order are Panthers, Patriots, Giants, Broncos, Bears. And then if you had a sixth, it's the Carls. Cards. Yeah, Cards, yeah. I feel like it's a pretty obvious six, And I guess I wanted to do that because I honestly thought the two teams that I picked the bad <laughs> which were the Patriots and Panthers. Um I thought they were thirty and thirty second, 31st. I almost thought that you were kind to leaving those two teams to me uh, for the bad section with both <laughs> of them losing. Like, I thought you'd like the Patriots, yeah. <laughs> um, if we start with the Panthers, because I think that would be a quicker one, they lose to the Lions 42-24. Um, the defence, which was supposed to be good, not great, definitely not great, but good, has been an absolute disaster this season. Bryce Young actually played better in this game than he has probably in most of the other games, and through two picks. So that kind of says a lot about him. But yeah, for me, the offensive line's way worse than we thought. Bryce Young, I'm really, really worried about the coach's staff. We spoke about three out of the five weeks now, so I don't really don't feel like we need to go on about how worried we are about the coach's staff. Um, but yeah, mate, the defense. Got so many first second round picks on it. A player that was nearly traded for, what, three first round picks in Brian Burns, who I actually still like, I'm not blaming him, but it's a really kind of poor defence that just gives up big play after big play after big play and then Bryce Jones isn't good enough on the other end of the moment to uh, to kind of come back the other way and score quick enough to make a difference. They just feel like they get down 17-0 every game I watch.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. The incredibly incredibly uh, slow, slow starters. I mean, I spoke a few weeks about the wide receivers and not being able to get separation. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm not actually sure how old Adam Thielen is, but he shouldn't be your wide receiver kind of number <laughs> one in, in, this, in this kind of, in 2023. It's it's madness. He's a nice safety blanket, you know, for Bryce Young to throw to. But he's, he's got nothing else, to be honest with you. I mean, Tommy Tremble caught a touchdown pass yesterday, which is just a, I don't know, mate, it's a joke. But also, Miles Sanders, obviously ex-Eagle, awful. He's been awful for the Panthers. And uh, I know that they're calling to kind of get what they can back from him in a trade. But going to the defense, mate, it, it's not good at all, is it? I mean, Burns is, obviously Burns is kind of like a top-tier defensive player, but even he's kind of looking really frustrated. And just the secondary, you know, Von Bell and Henderson just, yeah, you know, they got torched yesterday a, a lot of times. And just, yeah, I don't think Frank Wright's going to survive, you know, to be honest with you. It could be a one-and-done. To be honest with Frank Reich, I'm not quite sure where <laughs> the Panthers go from here. To be honest, it's it's gonna be
0: uh,
1: an expensive trade when all said and done. <laughs> in
0: yeah, and if you can just fix some things and Bryce Young looks good and he's an NFL starter next season, great. Then you you feel okay about it. But you just got to get to that point, and we just don't know we're at that point. Um, and then the other team who I mentioned were the Patriots, who lost 34-0 at home, which is, I, na- I believe, their worst ever loss. Last week, they had their worst ever loss to the Cowboys. and I think they now... It's something like 77-3 across the two games, um, which is obviously the worst span of Bill Belichick's career by far. Uh, Matt Jones was dropped again in the fourth quarter with the words from Bill Belichick: I didn't see the point in having him out there. They punted from the other team's 40-yard line when they were down 24-0 because... Bill Berchek obviously just fourth. <laughs> they couldn't get into it. They punted last week from the 42nd yard line of the other team, uh, on a fourth and four this week was a fourth and three. Um, the saints aren't great. And they come in and Derek Carr only has 183 yards, but the defense scores so many points and the Patriots struggle to stop the run that they lose a game 34, nil, mate. And, uh, I don't really know where the Patriots go. Uh, Um, Yeah, I kind of think where they go is probably Drake May or Quinn Ewers, but where do they go from a Bill Belichick perspective, where do they go from a coaching staff and where do they probably go from the player perspective? Because it feels like they're sort of team that needs to be trading away some of these players to kind of recoup some assets for the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, just quickly on the game yesterday, it's not really worth talking about, but one for 14 on third down. They had eight first downs overall. It was just... <laughs> I mean, they made the Saints look exciting, to be honest. We did they speak do. about... We thought this was probably... I i certainly think the Saints are, are like so boring to watch, but the Patriots, I mean, just a, a, a disgrace. As far as Bill, I mean, what do you do with Belichick? I know he's a legend. I know he's got all the Super Bowl wins, but you know he's in his seventies now, and it's it's not going to get any better than this. To be honest, I mean, <laughs> let's say that they get a QB in the draft next year. I mean, that the the dearth of talent is just the the roster is just really, really, really bad. So I mean, what what is a new? He might give you a little hope for the future, but I just don't think that twenty twenty four going in with Bill Belichick. I don't know. I mean, how do I can't even see Bob Kraft. Uh, he definitely won't fire him which obviously is the GM there as well isn't it Belichick so it's I mean I don't know do you're trying to massage him like the Broncos did with Elway up to some pencil pushing role do you know what I mean in the uh, head office yeah. yeah something's got to change in New England because it's yeah just a disgrace to be honest I can't even believe that they won they won that game now against, um, against the Jets to be honest I think yeah, that was so- uh, shell shot because they had Zach Wilson out there but you know you look at that it's just awful so Raiders Patriots this week, got luck look with that one
0: Yeah it does feel like they're in just a weird position and it just seems like Matt Jones isn't good and look, I never thought he was great most people didn't think he was great but how good his first year was it's kind of like crazy how bad this is now, he looked like Derek Carr in his first year and that's fine. Have that career forever is fine. Maybe you get a little bit better as the years go on. But he's been a, kind of regressed now to like, I don't know how many, when you watch it on the weekend, I don't know how many player, quarterbacks you watch that are worse than him at the moment. I, he might be the worst because Russell Wilson is definitely better. Like, he's doing some stupid stuff, making some good throws. Zach Wilson probably only had one and a half a good games, so it's hard to compare. But they're probably one and two in whatever order for the worst two at the moment in the league. And then Bryce Young's probably <laughs> probably close there. But um, yeah, it does feel like a weird position to be. And I did hear uh, Patriots obviously, fan talking about he wants to catch Don Tudor's record, doesn't he? That's his aim. And probably moving away and moving to the NFC might be the best way to do it. And then I heard someone else on Twitter saying if he was fired, that at least 15, 20 teams would be willing to fire their head coach immediately and hire him. That's the way the owners see Bill Belichick. So, yeah, it's quite a weird position. But Andy Reid's only 30 games behind him. So, if he doesn't want the highest record, he needs to stick around because if you, at the moment, if he stays with the Patriots, the Chiefs are going to outwin the Patriots by what, eight to 10 wins every year? So, if you stay <laughs> for four or five more years, you've lost. That's gone. Years. Yeah, it's gone already. So, yeah. I mean, you know what else worries me about um,
1: New England is obviously we don't know where to go this season. Mate's only week five. It's <laughs> week five there's a long long way to go in in this season like you've got to figure it out quick to make the season completely
0: bearable haven't you he throws some bad picks as well mind doesn't he oh yeah i think that makes it worse you know a quarterback that just can't do anything and you're just like this is a drag and you're losing every game like 17 24 9 But with him, it's like he's actively scoring points for the other team. He threw another pick six this week. (laughs) Just watch it. Like, where is he throwing these balls to? It doesn't make any sense. And I don't know if you saw the shovel pass that he completely misjudged, shoveled it to Ramondre and the fumble. I'm watching like, what are we doing? Um, But yeah, they have got the Raiders this week. Josh McDaniels, quite funny. And then they go Bills, Dolphins, back to back, by the way. So it's not just about the next two games. It's more like, okay, whatever the Raiders game is, is the Raiders game. Jimmy G, Josh McDaniels, all that. But when you play the Bills and Dolphins, they could lose those two games by hundred points combined. <laughs> it feels like, which I just think would kill his reputation. With he's known, isn't he, just for ruining that division? So if yes. they come in and hammer him, it's not great. You always stick around too long in the
1: end, don't you? And always get kind of caught up
0: on. So it's yeah. yeah, it's difficult, really, really tough situation for him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Jared Mayo, probably the guy they want to be the next head coach from all, all reports. Um, over to you then, mate. Good, bad, or surprising? Go wherever you want. Well, I'll go, with, um,
1: I'll go with the. I'll go with bad. But my bad is the Cowboys. But it's obviously good to talk about the Forty ers <laughs> overall and the, the the heavyweight battle. But uh, the Cowboys, mate, this is the second beatdown that they've had this season. And I mean, the other one was cardinals which is unbelievable but this was a real i mean i, I saw quite a few cowboys fans this morning saying the scoreline flattered dallas at 42 to 10 so it was just um, it was scary bad it was scary bad on defense to be honest the 49ers completely carved them up even though they kind of kept McCaffrey. that was a perfect game if you saw that stat line for McCaffrey. i mean he was nineteen fifty-one on the ground and only two catches for 27 but they kind of opened up the game elsewhere. and Oh, Dak Prescott, mate, we both kind of bigged him up. Not yeah, we did. Up, not, we, we did. We did big him up, but we also said, you know, this would be the game, you know, to have a real, we want to see like a real big game from Dak Prescott. And then three interceptions on back-to-back-to-back drives in the second half just absolutely kills you. I mean, he hadn't played great. Until then, but he finished with 153 yards on 24 attempts, three touchdowns, and I don't know where the Cowboys go really, because they just have a lot of talent throughout the roster. But it's yeah worrying for me to get two kind of losses like this in a season, so especially when th- this game was billed as like a big kind of heavyweight top of the NFC battle, and it just looked anything but that.
0: Yeah. It's difficult because, obviously, I picked Cowboys to cover. <laughs> you picked the 49ers, which is an absolute result for you. Uh, I have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, which I don't know why I really did. <laughs> because I'm the one who was banging on about head coach, quarterback, head coach, quarterback, rather than, like, defense and stuff. Mike McCarthy, obviously, is a bad head coach. But, yeah, it's just a difficult position to be in. When this team beat them three years in a row now. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're probably going to have to play the 49ers most likely at some point. they would be lucky if they don't have to play them at all. Like If they don't, they'll be playing the Eagles. They have to play at least one of those two teams to get to the Super Bowl, right? There's no, It's not like the AFC where there's so many teams, there's a way you could okay, they could beat each other sort of thing. Whereas it does feel like you're going to have to play one of them. And I just have no confidence at the moment that after watching this game that they could beat either of those two teams in a playoff game. Um, I know Dak Prescott does kind of do well against the Philadelphia defense in terms of like completions and three, four yard gains down the field. But it just feels how good the other team's offenses are that they're going to struggle. And this was definitely a bad game for my Dak Prescott. His top, well, I still think he probably hits, but top 10 quarterback in the NFL, you know. It just if, doesn't it feel like for him, he is a little bit, I've pushed against this before, but he is a little bit Kirk Cousinsy with these big games. How many big, big games does he play well in? I know the Tampa Bay playoff game he did, but apart from that, there's not many. That happened for me. Yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, how many big games has he actually won
1: as well to kind of throughout his career? It's Yeah, it's something that follows it. Both me and you really do,
0: really do like him, don't we, as well? Yeah, I know. It's just hard. We could be wrong. That's my worry. <laughs> we could, like, <laughs> the players you're wrong about, and we could be wrong about him. <laughs> I hope I'm not, but, yeah, because there are signs there that he's still very, very good, but, yeah, not this week. Three interceptions, like you said. I thought the run game was pretty bad as well, and that was a worry for me. The offen- I'm not sure if it's the offensive line, is it Pollard's running style, is it Mike McCarthy when he's calling the runs? Because the run game was pretty diabolic as well, I and mean, if you take Dak out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's not. Tony Pollard looks excellent this season, hasn't he? But uh, all around, it was just... I don't know, it was just... The, the, the line seemed to... The line I felt like got bullied a little bit by the Cowboys... Um, Cowboys front obviously we know the point ers front obviously we know the Niners front is so good but just uh, just they couldn't get anything off all night Pollard and Rico Dowdle and Dukes Vaughan all just kind of you know three three yard and below on the average but you know something I'm thinking about about Dallas what I'm really interested in obviously the wins this season Jets, Giants, Patriots about yeah, have just been speaking about them. And the next three games on the, char- on, the, on the Cowboys schedule is actually so much fun. At the Chargers, home to the Rams, and then at the Eagles. I feel like now we're going to find out kind of who the Cowboys actually are. They're going to have to beat a couple of good teams there. I know the Rams have got a losing losing record, but they can move the ball on offense. Yeah. So those three games are going to tell me whether they do really live on top of the NFC with the Eagles and the Niners or it's just they can beat up on the bad teams but they can't beat a good team so yeah we'll see Chargers Cowboys a lot of fun next week
0: yeah they feel like very similar of how they beat themselves as well those two teams don't they (laughs) Yeah, I did see a tweet saying that the Cowboys are the Chargers of the NFC so um, that'll be quite a fun game and from a 49ers perspective we spoke about loads last week as well so not much more to add really about how dominant they were I think they're clearly number one team for a power-ranking perspective in the NFL, right, after a win like this. I don't think anyone can probably dispute that, can they? Oh,
1: no. You'd have to go with the Niners, aren't I? I? certainly wouldn't even think about um, the Eagles at, uh,
0: the, at the top. I'd be more than happy with the 49ers. I guess Eagles are clearly second, then. Um, who's the third team? Because <laughs> I think everyone would have said the Bills before. And they, yeah, everyone would have said the, the Bills. Dolphins. But
1: they just, just got I, beat by the Jags. I think if I'm looking at the at the standings only, I would always go the Chiefs. But then actually watching every Chiefs game this season, I always feel like they're on the cusp of losing to some <laughs> of the mediocre teams and they managed to, you know, they've got they've got the, the skill level and they've got the coaching staff to pull through. In the in the big moments, but uh, I think I'd go that over over Miami. Just I'm, I'm not sold on Miami at the moment. They they allow a lot of points, so um, yeah. yeah, incredibly high powered offense. But uh, I I'd, I'd go I'd sneak the Chiefs
0: in uh, third. I think that's just because you want to stay on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it's probably a good time actually to go to your other bad then because. I feel like this team we speak about loads, and the team we they play we speak about loads, and thought they were a bit of a disaster, and they go and win, and that's the uh, Ravens, mate. You've got in the bad section. Do you want to talk about the state Steelers having a winning record? And uh, is it winning record? Aren't they three and two? Yeah, three and two. Yeah, I mean, that one, what joke, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean. You know, I mean, I keep when I when the game finished yesterday, I was like, Mike Tomlin is doing a lot with this poor roster. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? He's going to come back round. He's doing a lot with Kenny Pickett, but I don't even want to talk about um, this game. Oh, I was so bad. I was like, I can't even believe, to be honest, that um, you would allow the Steelers to kind of come back in the fourth quarter and just all unanswered points. I mean. What was it unanswered there? I think it's like um, 14 unanswered points on on a myriad of, uh, on a safety of three field goals. About the touchdown, by the way, from picket to pickings. Why were the Ravens sending everybody on a blitz? I was like, they had no cover at the back. I was just like, you don't need to do that. This team cannot beat you over the top unless you send absolutely everybody. And that for me feels like a a game losing situation. When well, they was in control of the game in the first half, but I don't know, Lamar made some strange plays and just the running game just not there at all. And obviously I know they've got injuries, but uh, you know every single team kind of has to deal with that in the end, don't they? And they did have some terrible drops though yesterday. Zay Flowers had a couple, so he's He may not
0: be the shoo-in. I thought he was for the offensive rookie of the year. But
1: But overall,
0: Mark Andrews, Andrews, by the way, had some more drops. Again, like the player so good, he does not have some bad drops.
1: Yeah, really, really bad. Overall, for me, that is a crushing loss. More than it is a victory for the Steelers. I can't believe that they're three and two. The Steelers. There's no (laughs) way that they're a good team. Happens every
0: year. We say this, though, mate. Every year. (laughs) Every year. Yeah, not good from the Ravens. Uh, this is I've spoken about my friend Josh, who's a Ravens fan, um, before and uh, on the pod, and he uh, messaged me. <laughs> uh, I didn't know he'd just fumbled because uh, I was on a delay, and uh, he messaged me after the fumble. and was like, "Do you think we could trade Lamar Jackson for a second-round pick and a bag of crisps? Yes or no?" <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, you are coping. What's going on?" Then a minute, red zone comes up on my screen, and TJ Watts absolutely nailing him. And I'm like, oh, "Okay, there we go." But I, I don't always want to stick up for him because I thought he played well this really well this season. But um, he's not very good with fumbling, I have to say. Um, but yesterday and the Week Chiefs game against Lions in Week One were the two top, so the highest two games ever in terms of EPA loss for drops. In the last six years of NFL. So in the last six years, the two worst games of drops happened in week one and week five of the season. So I don't know what that says about uh, either these two teams or preseason or what, because these two teams played their starters in preseason. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of drops. Rashard Bateman as well. Someone that may be not going to turn out to be as good. But yeah. Uh, strange one, the Ravens started the season so well they're beating everyone in their division if they'd have done this, they'd have done a clean sweep on the AFC North already, and then they go and lose to the Steelers and the uh, terrible towels are getting waved all over the place it was a a strange one Um, should we go to let's go to surprising next uh, because I just have one I thought this man was was the man I wanted to replace the god that is Andrew Reid as the Chiefs head coach However, he just got beat by Nathaniel Hackett <laughs> and Zach Wilson. So, my surprising is Sean Payton. Also, the Broncos' defense is terrible again. It's the worst defense in the history of the NFL by DVOA. It's the worst rushing DVOA um, by nearly thirty percent. Just thirty percent worse than the the, the the second the second worst rushing DVOA team from defensive ever. Um, I think we all kind of knew that. We knew Wilson Russ Wilson would score about 21, 24. We knew the defense wasn't great, but I guess the surprise to me is just when you look at the season as a five-week block, how bad of a head coaching job he's done, how the defense looks so badly coached, some of his reactions on the sideline, cutting his sleeves off twice mid-game, <laughs> which I just find amazing. Um, and the fact they had the comments about Nathaniel Hackett that went viral that caused the Jets to, to, to really be fired up for this game. And the Jets' social media team to do a really funny tweet Um with the guy who played Sean Payton in that movie. I don't think me or you have even watched that movie about Sean Payton, have we? No, um, I've I've
1: not seen that movie, no.
0: Yeah, but it's a hell of a photo on Jets Twitter. But uh, yeah, overall, I just want the surprises how bad of a head coaching job Sean Payton's done, mate. Broncos lose to the Jets 31-21. They got the Chiefs two out of the next three weeks. Obviously, they could beat the Chiefs and make someone like me and other Chiefs fans look stupid. But um, it feels like... He made a hell of a wrong decision taking this job or just coming back out of retirement. It's just, it's not been a great season and off season for, for Sean Payne. He looks like he's
1: been out of the league for 15 years. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, he, you you actually nailed it there. It's something that I've noticed, and obviously it's all over Twitter as well. His reactions on the sideline are like, I feel like I'm being walked back to the 1990s. It's like, what are you doing? Like, berating absolutely everybody. I was like, yeah. You know, you got to take a look in the mirror, and just this is just a badly coached football team as well. Because they, you know they do have smuttering the talent throughout the roster. You know, would you a better coach would have better than one and four on this roster? I mean, Russell Wilson is playing better than he was last season. The run game at times looks quite good as well. I mean, uh, Julian yeah. McLaughlin looks looks good, and, and Russ is scrambling more. What he didn't want to do, why he didn't like being in Seattle at the end, because they wanted him to kind of still run around and do, do the Russell Wilson things that he'd done throughout his career, and he wanted to be a pocket passer. Well, he's kind of not that, is he? So when he's been on the move so far this season for the Broncos, he actually looks pretty good moving around. And yeah, he's made some bad decisions. But overall, he's, he's going to be the one to get the chop, I think, out of the, uh, the power couple. In Denver but uh, I certainly wouldn't say he was fully to blame but yeah this was actually quite a fun game you know like kind of watching this <laughs> side by side with the Eagles just looked like it was a different sport to be honest when they obviously the Eagles were like dominating on the ground and just like fundamentally so sound but <laughs> this game was just absolute chaos especially toward in the second half it was uh, great. Also shout out to Brees All as well 177 yards on the ground it's
0: great to see. Yeah, Broncos have given up over 120 yards to every rusher they face this season I think I was mean, saying I was reading yesterday. Um yeah. yeah. But yeah, Bruce Hall at like had his legs back, which is cool. Um yeah, and Jets go to 2 and 3 as well and they've got Eagles next at home which is not ideal. Uh, then they got the Battle of New York against the Giants and it just feels like they're going to win that game (laughs) it just feels feels like Zach Wilson's going to beat the Giants and they're going to be. I can't believe that the Jets couldn't beat the Giants
1: to be honest as we stand today, I think the Giants are just a disgrace
0: yeah and it just feels they need to muddle around 500 and get to the stretch of the season where they've got like Falcons, Texans Commanders, Browns Patriots to end, I know some of those teams aren't bad but yeah (laughs) It just feels like they're going to hang close enough that we have to hear about Aaron Rodgers coming back for the playoffs. Basically, yeah, wow. that's a bit of an issue, isn't it? Yeah, that's but... the that that's the factor I'm am worried about. But fair play, it does also. It's pretty cool as well that Nathaniel Hackett only really came because of Aaron Rodgers, and the team really do like him and care about him, and they said a lot of nice things about him yesterday. So I thought that was quite a cool storyline that someone who's not he hasn't been at the Jets for twenty years. He's been there like six months and four, four months, and he only knows Aaron Rodgers really, and some of the old Packers guys. So it's pretty cool that they uh, they they want to try so so hard for him. Um, did you want to give us your uh, surprising uh, performer of the yeah, week? Yeah, I'm gonna go um, Gardner Minshew
1: because uh, I kind of went back through. Obviously, um, straight off the bat, Anthony Richardson is obviously injured, and it looks like he's going to be out for four weeks doesn't it? So, obviously, Minshew's going to kind of get, you know, three to four starts at least there. And I would say he's come in on every Colts victory this season and kind of finished the game, mostly played all the second half, and then Moe played most of the game yesterday, didn't he? And he, he, you know what? He's doing an absolutely fine game management job in, in the division, which is there for the taking. And overall, you know, great for him. I mean, the lean on the run game, I mean... Jonathan Taylor, by the way, we had not spoke about. He's back on the field now. All of a sudden, he's got a new contract. He's back on the field, but Zach Moss is just a beast. All of a sudden, went off 165 yards yesterday. That's obviously infinitely gonna help Minshew. It was obviously he's not got a big arm or anything like that. He's more of a kind of a game manager. But right now, if that's your backup. That's as good as it gets with the Colts, and they're winning games, are 3-2, you know, they beat the Titans, I think we both had the Titans yesterday, didn't we?
0: Yeah, we did, yeah, yeah. we always have the Titans. <laughs> we did.
1: Yeah, the Titans against the 85 players, yeah, so we'll take the tennis game, you know, and the points, but uh, yeah, the, the Colts stopped the run game completely yesterday, really, really good on that, that kind of negated... Uh, most of the play action plays and uh, DeAndre Hopkins though for Tennessee he kind of popped out and we've not really spoke about him this season have we he had 140 yesterday on eight catches so that was good from them but flipping back to the Colts great win great great win in the division and yeah he did feel confident with Gardner Minshew for the next month at least starting games to be still be within the division and they got the Jags this week which is a it's probably the best game of the six o'clock slate, to be fair, that, coming up.
0: That's Minchu revenge game as well, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, you listen to this, they've got the Jags, then they've got the Browns, Saints, Panthers, Patriots, Buccaneers. You know, that takes you past Thanksgiving.
0: So it's, it's it's quite a kind schedule to hang in there for the division. I'd be shocked if they don't win two of those games. And if they win two of those games, they're 500 after Thanksgiving. Which yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool for them and obviously because the Jags have had a couple of losses already they wouldn't be even if they're two games out of the division they're still still all to play for at that stage of the season so yeah they've definitely been impressive more impressive on defense than, uh than I thought um very weird season for Derek Henry one good week one terrible week every week does feel like he is uh he's not in Zeke's t- territory yet but he's uh leaning towards that that way and any game by the way with Tannehill starts like 10 of 11 for the first ones ends the game with 264 yards you'd think the Titans would win historically but to lose 23 16 to the rival Colts is not been a good day for the defense and not a good day for the uh for the running game um but yeah Minshew played well uh, 11 of 14 155 yards made a couple of really good throws down the field um it's just hilarious isn't it they pay Jonathan Taylor on a three-year deal Slightly less than the franchise tag actually would be for two years, which is ironically took less in the end. Uh, and then Zach Moss ends the game of 23 carries for 165 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> that is uh running back discourse at its finest there for Twitter. That was, um, but yeah, final word for me was just on Anthony Richardson, another game where he can't finish and just feels like, He's got a little bit of Josh Allen's about him that he invites a lot of contact, and the difference is Josh Allen is an injury-prone, and it feels like Anthony Richardson is. He was injured in college as well and in high school. When I went back and uh, read a PFF report on him yesterday, um, so I feel like he needs to sort that out, mate. Because won't be a long career if you keep going out every three games nonstop. It's very Carson Wentz in that respect.
1: Yeah, I mean, he looks absolutely electric as well. What he does, he's so so fun to watch. So let's,
0: so yeah, let's hope that uh, we can kind of get past that definitely um cool and then we've got two goods and uh final little speed round to do my goods very quick um i'm still worried about him for the whole season but my good is travis kelsey (laughs) because it looks like he might have a season ending career ending achilles injury two minutes later he's running around stretching his ankle x-rays negative runs out the tunnel like paul pierce uh (laughs) Uh, in the second half watches the whole first drive that the Chiefs go down and score the second half and you think okay he didn't come on he tried to run on the coaches start pulling back okay he's done is he going to be out for five weeks and then he comes back in the next drive has like four catches for 38 more yards and scores a touchdown finishes the game with 10 receptions out of 11 targets not quite having the long plays that we usually see from Travis Kelsey but constant chain mover um, and I kind of just wanted to mention him because I honestly thought that could be his career over, and then all of a sudden he's running out the tunnel and catching ten passes for eleven from eleven targets. So yeah, I wanted to say Kelsey was good. Chiefs offense looked a little bit better than uh, than it has. Isaiah Pacheco still looks pretty good. Um, Rasheed Rice still looks good, but they just don't play their wide receivers enough. They kind of work that out. But uh, Kelsey Mahomes, Pacheco, and Andy Reid had much better days, and that's probably a good sign if you're. A Chiefs fan or if you're an NFL fan that wants the AFC playoffs to be quite fun because uh, this was a good game and the Chiefs probably should have won by more really when you kind of look at the game. It was very uh, Kurt cousins garbage time towards the end.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean Kirk dropping back 47 times you can imagine what that kind of game looks like. But uh, yeah, Chiefs overall, like I said earlier they kind of having a habit this season looking like that they could lose this game and then come and pull it out anyway, but uh, I can't see that against the Broncos. But uh, Chiefs got a nice little schedule coming up, haven't they? Of have, um, a couple of Broncos games, sandwiched with the Chargers, Dolphins, Eagles. So that'll be uh, interesting. The you know, Chiefs beat uh, some better teams. I mean, you can only beat what's in front of you on the schedule, and the Jacksonville win looks really good. But apart from that, Bears, Jets and Vikings, yeah. We'll see, eh? That's... Uh, You know what was worried me about Kelsey? You always forget this, because he does look young.
0: He's 34. Oh, yeah. He's nearing the the end now. He's slowing down, mate. As someone who watches every bloody snap, he's slowing down, which sucks. But um, still reliable on third down, you know. He's going to kill people with route running. But he's not having those plays that he had last season, you know, where he'd catch like a 10-yard pass against the Chargers and run 45 yards in the end zone. That's just not... Not what it is, but yeah, he's the same age as Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> That's,
1: yeah. I always love it when I see that start. It's like, Gronk feels like he's like 45 years old,
0: he? the way his uh, kind of career ended. <laughs> yeah, it does and the way he moved, his, his running style was very uh, long strides and slow. <laughs> but um, Yeah, so yeah, good win for the Chiefs, but more of a uh, pretty cool to see Travis Kelsey come over that. But yeah, two leg injuries in the first Five weeks is not ideal for a thirty four year old. Um on to someone on your uh, good section, mate, that's recovering from a leg injury. He is, yeah. He looked so much
1: better yesterday, didn't he? Um
0: good for good for the game of football. It kinda
1: I feel like the AFC does need uh, kind of another team in there to live up to the hype and obviously Burrow and the Bengals put it on the Cardinals yesterday. That was a good way to deal with Arizona. I thought who still look pretty uh, pretty good at times on offense, <laughs> but Josh Dobbs. Really, really limited yesterday. I thought um, I thought the Bengals defense did a really good job on kind of limiting his movement because that's where kind of he's been the best this season. And he's with the obviously limited skill level, but he was kind of 15 and thirty-two drops yesterday for two two touchdowns, two interceptions. So yeah, they did well there, the Bengals. But it's great to see Burrow and Chase. Chase went off for uh, one hundred and ninety-two yards on fifteen catches three touchdowns. It just looked better overall and Burrow was kind of manoeuvring better. You did say during the week, didn't you on the on the preview pod that you'd read that uh, the big Riders had said he was kind of feeling the best he had all season. So yeah, let's see whether that continues. It looked better I feel like um, I feel like the NFL kind of needs that it would have been terrible if the Bengals would go like fucking four and 11 or 4 and 13 or something stupid like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's good. good win for the Bengals yesterday. And still at 2 and 3. Still in for the division. When the Pittsburgh Steelers sit at the top of the division, mate, you can still win it, no matter what record you've got. So <laughs>
0: You've got a tough yeah. schedule. Yeah, got- yeah, they have. Yeah, they, they've got the bye week coming up as well, haven't they? Which is going to be important. I think they've got one more game, is it, this week and then the bye uh, yeah, they got the Seahawks yeah, this yeah. week, and then the by then Forty Niners followed by the Bills, um, and they got a middle section as well where it's Ravens, Steelers, who obviously win the division, uh, and Jags, which yeah, is no easy uh, easy feat. And then they end with uh, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. So yeah, it's a very tough schedule. But you're right, they're not out of the division yet. I felt like they had to win this game, and they uh, they did. Uh, the offense did look a lot better, but shout out to the defense as well because they uh, they really confused. The Cardinals, even in the run game, they didn't know who was run rush blitz from where. Um, so yeah, really impressive from uh, Big Lou, the DC, as always. Um, and then final speed round, uh, two games we didn't put in our category. So the Texans v Falcons game, unfortunately. Well, we actually pushed on this because it was plus two, which is quite typical for uh, any people that gamble on the game. But Falcons win 21-19, Ku kicks the game-winning field goal. Uh, Desmond Riddick actually looked good in this game, which I don't know what that says about the Texans' defense, but uh, he actually did look pretty good. CJ Strauss still looked very good, uh, especially for a rookie. And Damian Pierce didn't run efficiently, but actually got some some yardage. So it was quite a fun game, um, and Kyle Pitts actually had a decent game. So yeah, it was quite a fun game. But Falcons win, keep my dream alive of them winning the division for our uh, for our picks. And the other game was Dolphins-Giants. We have touched on it earlier because Patrick obviously mentioned how bad the Giants were uh, for the season. But Dolphins win 31-16. Game was a lot closer because the Giants basically scored 13 points off turnovers, including the pick six, two short fields that led to field goals, um, which I believe in the the three scoring drives up to the third quarter, the Giants had only had 18 yards of offense on those three plays. They were all just defense (laughs) and... uh, Obviously, one kind of special teamer. So, uh, yeah, Giants looked pretty awful. Dolphins looked really good. Still the fastest team. Um, But, yeah, did not look good against the Bills. So, I need to see the Dolphins in some more competitive games. But, yeah, Giants look pretty bad,
1: mate. Uh, I read it's two and a half games now since it's got an offensive (laughs) touchdown. Daniel Jones got injured as well. (laughs) Yeah, he did. Tyrod Taylor finished the game, didn't he? And kind of looked... Similar to what Daniel Jones kind of looks like behind that line, so it's yeah, terrible, inefficient game uh, running the football as well, and everything. But um, yeah, easy win for the Dolphins, play within themselves. Chew pick Six was absolutely abomination, was not it? Longest touchdown of the season, as well, 102 yards. So <laughs> at least the Giants will have
0: that so far this season, yeah. Wink we will have that on his mantelpiece, um, yeah. Giants. Giants, by the way, I say now, they need to trade Saquon Barkley. They should just trade him. Uh, someone will overpay more than you think. They'll want to do the CMC trade that the 49ers did last year, and they'll pay more than you think. And I just think the Giants should just cash in now to try and help them rebuild a little bit, ready for uh, for next season. Uh, and the next four Dolphins games have the Eagles on the road, and they have the Chiefs on the road, in quotations, in Germany. With how much me and you have spoke about tour over the years, the Dolphins are beating one of our two teams so I'm going to say that in advance that that is a guarantee that they're going to beat one of our teams just to uh, to rub salt in the wound, but they look pretty good, they're very quick but I'm worried about their uh, their defence, but yeah, we'll see um, and that's it for week 5 review, obviously still one game to go um, the Raiders and Packers we both, yeah we did, we both picked Packers plus one and a half, didn't we Um I feel like they're probably going to go in and uh, win that game in uh, Vegas but yeah, good luck to anyone that's staying up for that um, we'll be back later in the week to preview everything for week 6 which is some really fun games as well that we get to go and talk about uh, go follow us at gofor2pod two, 2 is a number 2 on Twitter go follow Patrick at Muggs NFL. Uh we can get you Sean Payton uh, <laughs> Denver Broncos hoodies uh, before they become extinct um, and have a good week everyone and we will speak to you later yeah I'll speak to you soon everyone